I want to welcome everyone to our SaltCast episode today. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, otherwise known as SALT. And today, uh, we have with us, and very privileged to have with us, friend Paul Benjamin, who serves as an elder with the Forsyth Avenue Church of Christ in Monroe, Louisiana. So welcome, Paul. Glad to have you with us. Thank you. Glad, for, glad to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm excited to kind of dig into some of the questions, and it's one of those things, since uh, Cheryl and I have been attending with the congregation, some of these areas I'm familiar with, but I think it's going to be good uh, in light of the direction of what we're trying to do with this series of podcasts. Uh, the pandemic has created such an incredible uh, effect on the church, and especially leaders within the church, and so we we want to look at some areas that will benefit others who listen. Uh, whether it be elders or congregations trying to figure out how do we move through, how do we come out of and, and move forward during a time of pandemic. But before we really start exploring all of those pieces, I think it'd be good for you, if you would, just to tell us a little bit about the congregation at Forsyth Avenue, uh, just some various dynamics and demographics uh, within the congregation, and then maybe explain to everyone what impact this pandemic has had on the church there? Sure. Well, uh, Forsyth Church of Christ is, um, has a congregational size of probably 140 to 150 on any given Sunday, um, probably 100 to 110 people attend pre-pandemic. Um, since the pandemic has ha happened, and we've gone through the phases of Louisiana law. Um, we have started meeting again, and we're roughly at uh, probably at any given Sunday, 50 to 60% back. Um, our congregation is, uh, I would say, 70% an older crowd, um, or the older, younger crowd, as they like to be called, and then probably 30% young adults. So that's kind of the overall makeup of us here. So dig into just kind of maybe some of the depth of how the pandemic has affected the congregation as a whole, not just in attendance, but uh, just some of the ways that it has affected the congregation. Well, um, well, obviously meeting. Um, and, and again, when, when the elders first started um, when it kicked in at the spring of last year and the elders began meeting about this, um, we decided that uh, um, we were going to follow the state guidelines. We weren't going to violate the guidelines. There was a lot of there was a lot of talk back and forth about that. But we decided to follow the, the guidelines and the guidelines at the, and when it went at its height was that uh, um, we, we couldn't meet um, the. Uh, the governor, it was a hot spot down here, as y'all are aware, back in the spring of the year, New Orleans was really um, getting hit pretty hard and it kind of moved up into Louisiana. So for the safety of it all, we decided that we, we were going to follow the guidelines and then we were going to, you know, kick into the um, um, podcast or our Facebook um, area of it and broadcast that way. Um, that was Met, met with some mixed reviews, you know, I mean, some people had to kind of, a lot of members, the older members, we found that weren't on social media, right? So 
we were trying to help them join us. And John, John, our pastor, our, our, our minister was helping us do the same thing as well. So a little bit of an adjustment, but um, the elders continued to meet. We actually continued to meet through Zoom um, at first. And, but our main goal at that time was to make sure that uh, our message was getting to the, to the congregation and we were able to deliver, you know, sermons. Now, obviously, we didn't have class or Wednesday night or anything like that, but uh, took a little bit of a transition, but we found, uh, we found some success with it, and that's how we started out. That's how we initially reacted to it. So you mentioned this idea of using Facebook Live and, and doing some things online. Um, how do you think that's been received and how it's affected the congregation? I, I know that I, I believe it was uh, one session we were talking about with the elders that this kind of this mindset of the pajama era of Christianity, where you got people that are comfortable with staying at home and they're worshiping at home. And there's that challenge. And I know we've talked about as a group, how do you get those people to come back and to get them involved and so how do you think it's been received as far as going to a lot more online? I know John and Daniel have done a great job in, in keeping everybody informed right. through Facebook, uh, the Facebook page for the congregation and as well, uh, just keeping everybody updated through email. But how do you think overall it's been received and impacted the congregation? I think overall it's been positive. And, and the reason that I say that is, and I didn't know this, John can monitor the amount of views that he gets, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes three or 400 views on the Facebook. But we've also had some mixed emotions with it too, Bob. I mean, obviously the older crowd is not, again, social media up to speed. Um, but having said that, um, as, as we've talked through this as an eldership, we realize that it's convenient for the younger people, but we've also realized that the older people um, say, well, we, we've gotten comments like, I want to get back to meeting as a family. This is the family that I have. And, and as soon as we can get back, I'll feel a lot better. So we're trying to address both avenues. It's convenient for the younger, but, you know, and the older, the older people want to, and I, I'm, 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 I would put myself in that same position. I miss the fellowship of the family. So one of the things that we're trying to do, um, we talked about this already, was engage our younger adults into more of a fellowship, whether it be just in small groups. You know, we want that family atmosphere to continue to permeate, for lack of terms, throughout our throughout the congregation. So in connection to that, obviously the congregation has been impacted greatly by the virus. I know there have been some who have died in the congregation. They've had family members who have died, uh, others who have suffered just from the effects of the coronavirus and, and their family dealing with that and the whole quarantine uh, aspect. So how has the leadership uh, at Forsyth Avenue helped those families that have been impacted by the virus, whether that's just them being infected with the virus or they've had family members or even experiencing death in their families? Well, one of the things we recognized early on was that 
there, there was going to be a distance, a physical distance between us and, and some of the congregation. They told us that, you know, I, I don't want to come to church. I don't feel comfortable coming to church. So early on as an eldership, um, we decided to pull a roster of all our members and we split it up among the elders and we would take turns. I mean, I can remember calling you, but we would take turns calling our calling our members and saying, you know, once a month, I may have letters A through E. I would call these people and say, hey, how are you doing? Number one, how are you doing during this? Has anything changed? Is there anything that you need to pray that we need to pray for you about? And is there anything that you need? You know, again, being a predominantly older congregation, some of the requests were, can you bring me communion? Some of the requests were, I don't want to get out. I'm scared to get out. Can you go get some groceries for me? So we kind of took that on to, to, you know, take it among ourselves or getting people to help us, you know, and we, it, it was great. I mean, I, I will say this, that having a roster and talking to someone one-on-one is a lot different than waving to them and shaking hands with them as they leave church, as they come to church. So right. we, an eldership because of so. so as far as being able to communicate I, I realize that speaking to people one-on-one face-to-face is obviously the best way to do that and sometimes right. that's not possible especially during a pandemic so what other means have the have the elders used uh to to communicate not just to keep people updated on the changes with the virus, but like you said, staying in touch with them. Uh, have you used other methods or other ways that have been effective in keeping everyone informed as to what's going on and the direction moving forward and how that all works? Yeah. Um, again, John has been real good about, uh, of course, he's, he's, he's very much so into the social media aspect, but John has developed a website that he that he posts um, weekly, where he and he asks for through the website. Number one, if there's any needs of the elders, the elders get together now and pray for everybody. And we we generate generate a lot of information through this website. Two, we have a group text among our congregants that that you can sign up, and the same information that goes out on. The, the basically e-bulletin goes out on the group text, uh, kind of a, a shortened version of it. The Facebook page, um, again, and then the roster. So we may be, you know, we may be, be re- being redundant in a lot of our information flow, but we found that an older person may not use Facebook, but they can check their email or even a text, you know, so. That's how we try, and and we try to we try to get that information going that way, and then generate it coming back to us. You know, let us know we if there's what's going on. Um, we have lost some people, and have had some people sick with coronavirus, and we've always made it a point that one of us will contact or or stay in touch, or and 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 to let them know that the church is praying praying for that situation. So have you found that using the variety of of methods to reach out 
has been effective in, in keeping every person informed? And have you received any feedback from the congregation about the various methods that, that are being used and, and how impactful they've been? Yeah. Um, I, I think with the, with it's, it's more, as compared to a church service, it's more permanent. You know, I can go back to a to a group text or a Facebook post, and I can see one of the things John does is please let me know prayer request on the Facebook post, and I can I can actually scroll through that and say you know hey I forgot about Jim, you know so it's been a little bit it's a little bit more permanent in my mind and it's a little bit more defined as far as the information flow. You know, some people, because of the end of church and the beginning of church, you don't get to visit with them as much. And I think with this communication, at least in my mind, it's allowed us to, to get a little bit grain, get a little bit more granular, you know, than we have been in the past. So. That's good because it's so needed. And and I know we've talked about in some of our meetings with the, with the elders that that staying connected with everybody in the congregation and keeping them informed and and I know early on when the pandemic first hit, it was it was weekly. I mean, just almost daily. Here, here are the updates. Here's the direction that's taking place. And and even though we're still uh, in the midst of this pandemic, and and we don't know obviously when it's when it's going to improve or the regulations will be lifted uh, or restrictions, but certainly it it has has been major impact on the congregation. And, uh, that communication piece is just vital to keeping it going and uh, keeping the congregation uh, growing and, and thinking about how we're going to move forward. Well, I, I, we need to cut it off here for just uh, a few moments. I know we're going to pick back up with another session, um, but mm -hmm. I just want to thank you. I appreciate you taking time to to visit with us and, and to talk about the situation at Forsyth Avenue. And I know that everybody who hears uh, this podcast, they're going to benefit uh, from some of the steps that the elders have taken to help the congregation. And, and maybe it will help them see some avenues that they can use. I know the website and the Facebook page have been a critical piece uh, to help right. and keep everybody informed and, uh, and people can check on that. So anyway, just thank you. I appreciate the time and, and we'll, we'll connect and we'll look forward to the next session that we have together. And I want to thank everyone for listening. I appreciate you tuning in to the uh, salt cast and, and just listening. And I, I love to have your feedback. If there are things that you feel like would benefit the direction of what we're trying to talk about, please uh, let us know. You can reach me at bturner at sunset.bible. Uh, until next time, God bless, and we'll see you then.